Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 27. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Maybe we should go see Grom, see what he wanted. Aye, we should definitely check in with Grom. But hey, maybe uh, tomorrow or, let's see, we had, Alorn said three days. Yesterday he said three days, so you have sort of two days before the before the hit. Yeah, I was just trying to decide if we should try to visit the Science Museum this afternoon or if we should do that tomorrow. Certainly up to you. This is the question being posed to Lily. Does she want to try to track down Grom now? You have some sort of training going on with Malorn? I I do have some sort of training going on with Malorn. How long is he staying till we do the mission? I think he will be out of here as soon as we finish the job for him. Okay. I'm hoping that he can get me to the point where I can figure out how to get that Saigonflet on. Well, you got it on. <laughs> Turned on. So the way things are laid out, is the museum anywhere near Grom's or no? Is that a convenient? Not really. No, Grom is like downtown, close to where your apartment and the fraud offices, but the museum is, it's definitely on the outskirts. Okay. maybe, Maybe if we dropped by Grom's, that way he at least knows we're back around. Like if he can't see us right away, we can make an appointment and then we'll know when we can deal with him. Yeah, so I would, that's what I would say. I, was, I would just base it on logistics of getting around town, so. Okay, so you, you go to, like, the Grom headquarters. Yeah. Do we need supplies to protest? Does Malorn eat? Maybe I say, what does he eat? <laughs> that's his problem, not ours. Maybe more beer. Beer. They definitely, he drinks beer. Aye. Or <laughs> perhaps some whiskey, even. There you go. And that's where all of your uh, paycheck goes. We can stop for supplies. Beer, whiskey, and MREs, and knives. Dog food. You guys are going to have to make a grocery run. <laughs> uh, I don't think we need to roleplay that quite so much. Uh, you go to Grom headquarters. The young man is kind of the like upfront secretary uh, there. Sort of recognizes one of you. Which one? Who do you think? Oh, no, no. He manages to recognize... Yeah, no. He's kind of familiar, but he just... He just... It's like, uh, how can I help you two today? You interested in working here at Grom LLC? If so, you can submit an application. This is your NPC, Lily. Yeah. Oh, it's for me? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Imogen doesn't answer his questions, looks to Lily. (laughs) I'm Lily Washington. I think Grom was looking for me at Fraud Headquarters. You're going to have to be more specific. There's several Groms in the company. Oh, right. Do I know his name? He's just known as Mr. Grom. His first name is Mr. in your uh, estimation. Uh, Mr. Grom? Oh, Grom the Senior. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, do you have an appointment? I believe his first name is Jefferson, actually. Oh, yeah. That's why it was confusing. No, sir. Okay, uh, what is, what do you need to see him about? He came looking for us, so whatever he needed. I will actually need a streetwise check here, because he's still not 100% sure you're a trustworthy person. Yeah, and I guess at this point, I don't know if it would seem like something that he shouldn't. Like, I shouldn't say he came looking for me. 
Yeah, that's a little bit odd. Um, it is a red and a purple because he's a trained secretary, but you get a blue die because you look vaguely familiar, but he can't quite place it. A uh, wash. He says mm, I, his schedule's very uh, locked up right now. Uh, if you come back maybe later this week, uh, you might be able to catch He's having a uh, public question and answer session. Maybe you can just bring up your questions with it then. I'm probably used to not being recognized. That is very true. I would say this is... Do you have a last name, Imogen? <laughs> uh, she does. It has not yet been said out loud. Lauren is not even the... He does not address, deign to address you by name. Okay, so I, then I say, this is Imogen and I'm Lily and we were here... Know, we were here weeks two ago. weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And we had to fight our way up to Grom through you. You thought we were sent from the competitors? It was the time he was under special security. Why don't you actually make a coercion check? Like, you're not directly threatening him, but... Okay, I'll try that. It is bringing up uncomfortable feelings for him. This will be two purples. Does she get assistance from Imogen? Sure. What does Imogen say? What Imogen already said. Okay. Which was, we already had to strong arm you in the past. Right. Just two weeks right. ago. We'll see. Yeah, he, taught, he meets interacts with a lot of people. One success. He's like, getting kind of nervous for a second. He's like, why Why don't I just check the old appointments here? And he's like, oh, okay, you did have an appointment. All right. Yeah, and it says, well, I won't say what it says, but yes, it's definitely you too. Uh, yes, I can slot you in later this week. He is actually quite busy. That's fine. When? Today's Monday, he says, like, Friday. Is that after? That is after your your Heist. dwarf adventure. Does he have anything sooner? I'm afraid not. He's got a full schedule. He was away for so long. He's had a lot of catching up to do. And, well, he was trying to take it easy for a while, but now he's back at it 100%. Okay, then I rewrite my number. Okay. For the guy, because I'm sure it's in whatever, but I say you can give me a call if whatever he needs is urgent. Okay. I will pass this on to him. I will let him know. Oh, they have my email. If it's urgent, they would have emailed me, so I don't say Yeah, that. but it's good to attempt to let Grom know that, yes, we are back around, since he was the one looking for us. I will let him know that you are in town, but until then, uh, you have your just-before-lunch appointment uh, on Friday. I'll put it in my calendar. I'm trying, like, trying to think, what does Lily's calendar look like? She writes it on her arm. <laughs> <laughs> Free lunch with Grom. I hope we remember this. Now, if we miss that lunch, then there's cause for concern. Yeah, then it's trouble. All right. Good call, Imogen. Uh, let's see. As you guys are heading out of Grom LLC, Lily, you actually get a call. Mm -hmm. Knives, knives, knives. No, you get a call from Durian. Uh, you might recall the mercenary. I give her a playful elbowing. Hey, Durian, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Uh... I was wondering, if, I thought you might be back in Core Hall. Yep. Uh, I just wanted to give you an update. I actually, I started my own mercenary company. Yeah? Uh, I left, I, well, you know, I left Grom LLC, or it's, uh, I left on my own accord. Yeah? Uh, but yeah, we are the, uh, well, we, it's just me right now. Uh, I am the, the Endurians. <laughs> the Endurians? I know sometimes you uh, work with mercenary companies. Uh, if you need some help, I can definitely uh, be there to help. I don't have a lot of transportation, uh, but, uh. You know, I can go along with. Uh, and uh, just a single guy, no overhead. So it's uh, 50 credits an hour duty time. Imogen is kind of like listening to like the voice that's being, and she's like, he said he's a single guy. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's capped at 300 credits a day. So if you need, if you need me all day long. 
Sure thing, Durian. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, did you happen to have any uh, jobs that you need me for? How discreet is he? <laughs> Here, let me let you talk to Imogen. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess I can just speakerphone it a little bit? You can just speaker, put him on speakerphone. That's or fine. should I streetwise? I don't know what I should... No, you're right. I, that would be a little bit of a weird thing to do. We might have a job for you. Uh, cool. Uh, just let me know uh, where to be, what armaments to have, and I would be happy to, happy to assist. Yeah, let me talk to Imogen about what our needs are. Okay, cool. You get back to me when you're, when you're ready. All right. Uh, I know if my schedule fills up, I uh, profusely apologize, but I'll try to make room for you, you two. Shouldn't be a problem. I understand. Thanks for calling. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, how do you ask somebody on the phone if you're, you're discreet? Hey, can you keep a secret? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we need some help on this job, I think... Did you hear that? I mean, I, I wasn't trying to eavesdrop, but I... Yeah, so do you remember Durian? Hi. Yeah, so if we need some help... I wonder if it was his argument with that pilot that caused his split from Grom. Huh. He wasn't happy about her abandoning us. That was kind of a crap thing to do. I was surprised he wasn't calling to offer you a job to join his band. Yeah, he may or may not have the work available. He might, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He might not be that established yet. Well, depending on what we see when we get out to Dorf, it's possible to be good to have another strong arm involved. Yeah, I trust Dorian. However, that's a lot of credits, and Malorn's not really paying us. It's uh, 50 credits an hour. Might depend on how long the job is, but that is still... Okay, we don't I have was, a lot of I credits. I have been aware that there was an hourly rate here. It, it's capped at 300 credits a day. Okay. So if you need him for like an extended adventure. We can just write him into the budget. Yep. <laughs> you say that as if there's money coming in. Look, every weird Zerg thing you find, you get to Lee June. I mean, that turns into like 100 credits, right? Yeah, when <laughs> I you get to Lee June, we still owe Rory $100 worth of parts that we need to acquire. You do. Mm -hmm. And I only have 100 credits. I have 152. Mm, sounds like maybe somebody could steal some stuff. Not a thief. Really? That's not exactly what I was hearing earlier. <laughs> so what I heard about Lily's career aspirations. I did maybe we could owe Durian. I did tell him that you were interested in smuggling. However, smuggling doesn't mean that you steal things. It means that you bring things to places and avoid like the tariffs and the, the law about what is allowed to be sold. You're stealing those tariffs from the legal authority. I was thinking worse than that. Worse than that? Like, they can't actually come to Core Hall because they're criminals, so we get stuff for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's smuggling. You're, you're a black marketer? If we have to pay a couple tariffs. You're a black market operator, is what I just heard. I was just thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to pick up some goods that uh, you might be able to sell out in the fringe worlds. Yeah, we just, we don't have the seed money for that. Gotta find a backer. Somebody who has money, but is stupid. <laughs> That's what a backer is? Yes. All right, well, we need to get in that meeting with Grom. <laughs> Maybe you can get Duke to invest in your, well. Oh, but there was that guy, Hill. We could take a job with Durian, do a mercenary thing. That's right, Hill, he hires out mercenaries for people. Are you thinking, yeah, like, referring Durian to Hill? That would be the connection that I know. Yeah. It's possible. So you're going to ask Durian to do a job for the exposure? No, I was just going to give him his contact information. I just forgot about it. Yeah. Okay. Be like, here's another person who might be able to hook you up with jobs. That is true. Lily thinks of Durian as a friend. She's not going to negotiate. Right. We were in battle together. This is true. Ish. I mean, on a volcanic, disgusting world like that, it's basically battle. Yeah. Okay. So we got Durian covered. Check. Got your buy one, get one on knives. But credits are tight, so... 
can you take advantage of the offer? Yeah, and we don't really have anything to sell. That's the thing. Like everything we've acquired, we've kind of kept. Yeah, everything you've acquired has been alive. The thing that we have to sell, we have a Zerg sample for June Lee, but we can't. I could call her and like do a negotiate to see if she'll like wire us funds ahead of time. Maybe if I describe to her what the Blobolisk is, it'll be valuable enough. A possibility. You could find out if she needs anything from Porhall while we're here. Uh, that is also true. That's true. She shares a lot of her information with Rainer's group, so giving her a sample of a Zerg that they are currently studying, I don't know if that's not of interest to her because they're already studying it. Yeah, you could call her and ask if she's willing to discuss that over the comms. All right. That's a good thought. You gave Lee June a call. We've entered the calling phase, Billy. If Durian called in, you're called out. Yeah, you know, we are trying to make some connections. And yeah. I mean, if we are going to need Durian for this job, we need some more money to give to Durian. Yeah, we'll probably have to spec out the place so we can kind of figure out how much Well, that's gonna what be. this handy little letter from Jefferson Duke is for. Got to be handy. Yeah. All right, I'll call Lee June. Now, Imogen. How you doing? Wasn't expecting to hear from you. You can hear like a sip in the background. You, you can you can just hear the sweetness. Yep, my teeth are already on edge. Yep. Uh, Lee, we don't expect to be back on Marsara immediately, but we did acquire something that you might be interested in. Oh, and what'd you find? We are back on Carhall right now, so if there was any particular technology or equipment that you might Supplies. need not readily available you're on core hall right now and as you know we've got our own transportation these days so right can we uh take this conversation a little more private if you've got a way to do that i've just a regular phone right uh she describes to you some like some settings you can tweak on your phone and i will need a two purple computers check from one of you oh, uh can lily help me with this Yes, Lily's good with computers. <laughs> I logged into one. I have an RFID tag. Yeah. Do we have any story points? You have two story points. I'm going to use one. Success with one advantage. Okay, you're able to follow her protocols. She's like, this will buy us a little bit of time and just make it sound like we're talking about the weather, which is terrible, by the way, but we shouldn't actually be talking about the weather. Uh, so what do you got that's interesting? We were hanging out with one of Jimmy's folks. And he had a sample that we're calling the Blobolisk. It's a pile of Zarg DNA that he was studying. Um, it seems to have been growing and mutating and making acid and trying to escape its container and things like that. It's definitely not one that you would just casually see in the wild. But we have a sample of it, and we thought that might interest you, but we weren't sure since friends are already looking at it. Uh, well, I share some information with the Raiders, but no, I've not heard that they got their own living zerg sample most people just have dead tissue or specific type of zerg this thing was definitely definitely alive that would interest me uh if you want to make a negotiation check you can the standard i think is like 100 credits to each of you for per sample or something or is it 100 credits per sample in total i think it was 100 per sample okay so you can make your negotiation check a purple and a red two success and one advantage okay uh and you were also asking if she had anything she needed you to pick up yeah, whether it's just regular supplies, because Marsara is a crap planet, or whether it's more sophisticated things that are available because Korhal is technologically varied. Okay, she is willing to, on spec, since you've gotten a lot of things to her before, uh, and she knows that there's coordinates on Chowsar you want to get to, so you're likely to come back around soon. Uh, why are you the 100 credits? 
And she does have a few supplies that are hard to get on the fringe. Uh, and she'll pay you 50 credits to deliver them. And she gives you the money to purchase those things as well. Uh, so you're up 150 credits, essentially. All right. We'll just put those 150 credits into a mission pool. That sounds good. 150 credits. woo That's three hours of durian. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so the Blobolisk pretty much pays for what we have to get for Rory. Yep. And then you got 50 credits left. 50, that is. No strings attached. From Leiju, yes. Yeah, and then, then she gave us whatever we need to buy the actual supplies. Yes. At this point, I think we hop on a tram. Shh and take it out to the outskirts of town to visit Dorf. Okay, you visit Dorf. Here we are, the majestic uh, Dominion Optics Research Facility. It's very nice. Uh, it's got, you know, there's actual grass here. A lot of the planet is desert, and a lot of the city is just built up, but they have a nice little yard outside. They got some fountains. It's a road you come up. There's, you know, statues of the emperor, more than full size. There's a couple on the outside Dominion troopers, not full-on marines, just sort of more generic uh, security, but they don't look particularly menacing. Uh, and you can see there's a, like, ticket entrance place off to your, to the right of the map here, but to your character's left. Do you want to hold the papers till the actual mission? No, I was hoping to be able to get a full look at the place today. Okay. To be like, we have to inspect your books, we have to inspect your offices. We have to take this weapon and leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not allowed to have this. I mean, I guess I've been assuming that we'll be doing the job after hours at night since there's, you know, a Protoss involved, but... I will say that Malorn had indicated that he suspected she would hit during the day, actually. Okay. He wasn't sure if this was because, like, the, the weapon is more likely to be out and available for testing during the day and be, like, securely locked up at night. But I think I would cash in on our fraud paperwork to get a full look at the place ahead of time. Right. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So we can go up to the ticket counter... But I will demand to see a manager. Uh, yeah, there's a, a middle-aged woman there. Like, you two here for two tickets to the? No. No. Is uh, did you? Is there something wrong? You just want to go to the cafe next door? No, we'd like to speak with the manager, please. Uh, is, is everything okay? Did you whip out my fraud ID? You've got some sort of ID. Show it very quickly. She says like, okay, fine, fine. You can see the manager. Uh, you see the manager comes out. She's a uh, darker-skinned woman. Her hair is sort of in like a very tightly bound cornrows kind of style. So what seems to be the problem here? Uh, yes. We are here from the Fraud Retaliation Abuse Waste Division. That sounds like a waste. And we have authorization here to uh, see the full extent of your facility and look at your books. May I see that paper? I hand over the paper. And then I say that if we don't see anything that is questionable, this will be the last that they see of us. I'm going to need a coercion check from you. Okay. I was trying to, to soften it a little there. This is going to be a red and a purple. You can upgrade from having this official mission piece of paper. You, or you could say we're just here to, as a preliminary to see if we need to investigate further. It's a possibility, too. Lily's helping, then. Yes. Just a preliminary... Probably nothing of interest, but... Success with two advantages. Four successes. But I gotta write reports. She's gotta write reports. So here we are. She looks at like... She says, yeah, you can check out the uh, the primary area. We can't let you into the restricted... Uh, restric just a she doesn't even put it that way. She's just like, be aware of the restricted areas. Uh, only specifically cleared personnel are on there. Uh, your names are not on that list. I'm very sorry. But you are free to go into the regular areas. I can see about adding you, but that takes a lot of time. Well, I'll do that, because I have four successes and advantages. 
Uh, she lets you into the main facade facility, uh, but she says, like, I don't have the authorization to add people to that list. I manage the museum. And what exactly is the other part of this building? That's the research area. The museum is open to the public at a fee, which you are, of course, free to inspect. And you can inspect our books here at the museum, uh, certainly. And where can I find the manager of the other facility? Uh, you're looking for the laboratory director. You had some advantages. I will say that he's actually giving a talk later today. All right. I'll wave my paper at him as well. Uh, you are free to do that. Okay. You are in the primary part of the facility. As I said, it's uh, very much set up like a museum. There's like this ticketing place. There's a silly little cafe. There are, as I said before, kind of a few Dominion troopers around, but they're not in giant marine outfits. They're just kind of guys with guns. Are there also museum security guards or are they serving that purpose? They are serving that purpose, clearly. There's like people with families that are here as well, checking out stuff. What do you guys do? You've got a little bit of time to kill before the, like, before the talk happens at the, like, lecture hall. I think we just look around. Yeah, if we're expecting that we're going to have to do some sort of operation here, I'm looking at sight lines, I'm looking at the guards, I'm looking at places to hide, I'm looking for vents. Looking for vents, all this kind of stuff. Okay, let's start. Uh, you're starting, you're, like, you're just looking around, you want to know what's in this museum. Uh, just a lay of the land. Uh, you actually come across one exhibit that is kind of on Dominion cloaking technology. I mean, it's sort of like an optics research bent to this place. Uh, and you can see they have an old flying vehicle there. Give me a two purple knowledge Terran, each of you, to identify and assess this. And in fact, I will tell you, since it's a museum, it says like, this old wraith uh, served in such and such battles still cloaks today. And it's on like a, a cycle of like every minute or something. You can see it, the cloak, and you can see a vague shimmer. But if you make the check, you might defer some more useful details. One success, two threats. Not sure what threatening, but sure. <laughs> Failure with triumph. Something else of interest to me. Ah, okay. I will definitely have, give you a lead on your triumph in a second. Lily, yes, you recognize this. This is definitely a wraith. You never piloted one of these, but you probably always wanted to. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they were fast and fun, like fighter jets uh, kind of thing. But so it's like something you can get inside? Yeah, so imagine like a jet fighter kind of thing, but a little bit smaller. And it is capable of just hovering there. Okay, okay. And its cloak still works today. Its cloak still works today. And Lily, you know, if that cloak is working, like the main engine has to generate like an immense amount of energy to do that. Like this thing might still be able to just fly. Like it's suspended from the ceiling. Right. But it might be able to fly. Escape vehicle. Potential. And, you know, it is a like one person vehicle. Get would away it, car. Would it fit in our science vessel? <laughs> it would not fit in your science vessel. I was thinking more like Lily's driving it and Malorn and uh, Imogen are holding on to the- They're just like hanging on. Holding on to the by wings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so what do I do with the two threats? Two threats, I think you can take a strain. It's just like, it's like, oh, you never got to fly one. Then maybe I'll spend a little extra time looking at that thing. Yeah, so you're you're kind of enjoying that. Imogen, you have a triumph. You notice there's an exhibit on the other side of the hall that's on advanced sensors. And like, and it talks about like, these advanced sensors can let you see traditionally cloaked things. And like, they got some like stupid little goggles that like are attached to the uh, like exhibits. You can't just walk away with them, but you can put them on and you can see like, oh, there's something, there's like a cloaking field that was right in front of uh, this wall or whatever. You might be able to extract one of these sensors with a skullduggery check. 
How hard would this Skullduggery check be? It is two purples and a black, because there is some security watching. But you get an upgrade from your triumph. I have a failure, but three advantages. Okay, you fail. You do attract some attention. Three advantages. A museum-like worker comes up. This is like, oh, are you two here with the the compliance folks? Is there anything I can help you with? Is everything in order here? I start asking questions about like the provenance of the items in the display. Okay. She sees how good she is at her job. Lily's thinking, what's provenance? Yeah. Uh, she says, as you can see, all of these items, uh, these items were actually uh, donated uh, by the old Confederacy into our collection. We sort of inherited them. We've adapted them to be proper dominion and uh, stripped out any uh, dangerous technology. So these are all very safe. And this is several models out of date. Uh, but yes, these are these are salvaged. These were actually used in combat uh, during the uh, siege of Tarsanis several years ago. Are you, uh, you, you a history buff yourself? It's more a matter of making sure how you acquired them is above board. Sure, of course. Uh, you can see here, this one says, uh, donated by uh, General Duke. Huh. Anything else here from the Duke family? Uh, yeah, the Duke family has donated several items, indeed. Can you show me those? Sure. Lily, do you go with, or do you let them go do their own thing? I guess I'll give Imogen a look to see if she seems like she thinks I should come along. Otherwise, I'll just stay and keep looking around. I'm trying to give you an out. I'll take this museum person. Well, one, I'm interested because the way that our boss spoke was like, oh, we'll keep it very quiet things about this museum. And now it seems like there's a family connection to it. That's why I'm like, hmm, interesting. Um, yeah. also, like, to get oh. this museum person away from you so that you're free to continue watching the guards or checking out the space for later. Yeah, I'll keep, I'll, unless you look like you're like, what are you doing? I'm just going to keep looking around or unless it feels like i've seen everything uh no you haven't seen everything yet lily so like imogen kind of indicates like oh I, i'll go with this woman like you continue the investigation in here or whatever uh so lily i want to go in the restroom and see if there's like any entrances or exits in there besides the front door or things like that the, i'm gonna go in the women's that i suppose that yes <laughs> aha the secret entrance was in the men's room all along yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could go in there too, but I'm trying this... not to draw too much attention. You go in the restroom, there's nothing unusual in there. There's not any like vents that you think you could climb into. And no windows, probably, because it's a museum. Yeah, uh, you don't spot anything of that nature. Give me a two purple perception check. One success, one advantage. You spot the same set of advanced sensors that Imogen noticed earlier. And right now, there's not really anyone looking, it seems. You know those would be really handy for spotting the blood hunters that Malorn was advising about. Okay, so yeah. That those are cloaked warriors. And these are like goggles you can use to... It won't be perfect, but it'll be a lot easier to spot them. Yeah, I'll... I'm not a thief, but I'm going to try to borrow a pair. I'm just going to borrow. Yeah. I just need to borrow this. Okay, I will need a two purple... And a black skullduggery check. But you get a blue because uh, you had an advantage a second ago. You know what? I wonder if it's Ooh. time to use... How many star points do we have? I mean, how many times have we said you're not a thief and it turns out in the flashback you were a thief? Yeah. Yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to use my flashback because I might just protest too much. Okay. Now seems like a good time. It's always a good time. I'm pretty sure Lily is a thief. And if, if we could figure that out, maybe we could make a little money. <laughs> maybe. But I do think Lily still, no matter how many things she steals, she's still going to say she's not a thief. 
I have an idea of what the flashback is, but if you already have some some thoughts on what you want to frame it as, that's fine too. No, I'm guessing it's about swiping something. Maybe. So, the scene. So it's actually the goggles that kind of sets off this flashback. Oh, okay. Uh, in the flashback, you are waking up in your bunk at the Dominion uh, military base where you're currently posted, and you know uh, you've got to keep the Dominion safe from these uh, UED terrorists who are bringing their terrible brand of fascism, unlike the you know excellent brand of fascism that the Dominion practices. Yeah. You've been issued these goggles to help you deal with the Earth ghosts that are around. They're not perfect, okay, but they give you a little bit of a uh, ability. Uh, you take one and you put it on. And it actually, like, flashes up and it says, like, don't trust the Dominion. And, like, it, it kind of jars you for a second, but it slowly kind of pulls you in. Like, it's like Minsk is lying to you, this kind of other thing. And you have the goggles on, and you come to realize it's it's starting to undo the Dominion socialization a little bit. Oh, interesting. Well, that would explain why I kind of don't trust the Dominion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep getting these messages, and it's sort of like a flashback that's actually throughout the like day or week or whatever you're posting at this place is. Every time you've got these goggles on, you keep seeing these messages again, and you realize you need to get out of here. Okay. And one day, you need to make your break. The uh, like officer goes by, you wait for them, you give a good yes, sir. The officers know you never caused any trouble, and you slip out the back door. Make sure no one is watching. Take a few trinkets to get yourself by along the way. Oh, things like a shotgun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's going to be really critical to have. Is that the shotgun I have still? That is the shotgun you have still. Dominion property. Uh, and you make sure to access the computer, right, to, you know, honorably discharged as of such and such date. Okay, I think maybe I should be putting a little bit of points in my computer skill, because I might be a little better at it than I think. It's up to you. Yeah. Might make sense that I had a little more skill in computer than I realized. <laughs> Maybe literally smarter than she thinks. So I hope that's an appropriate enough flashback. I think it's excellent. Now I have a little bit more history. I don't know. I really like the mechanic of the flashback. Apparently you didn't keep the goggles up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't keep them. Well. They ran out of power. Maybe I sold them so that I could oh, buy a knife. That's what You had to trade the goggles away to get out. Yeah, for a ride or something. Maybe you paid it forward. Yeah. Who knows what I did with them. That's for another flashback. Yeah. So then in the meantime, I'm going to try to steal this pair. That reminds me of my other pair that got me out of the Dominion, apparently. Yep. Two purples and a black. One advantage. Mmm. Bummer. I don't think we're going to get these goggles. We're going to have to do this naked eye style. Maybe not. Okay. One of the troopers comes over, actually. He's like, yeah, those things are pretty cool, aren't they? Yeah, you ever wear them? Yeah. He takes, like, the pair and he puts them on. And it becomes painfully obvious, like he is gawking at you. (laughs) Like, through the goggles. No, they don't work right. Let me see, and I I grab him and try him. If he doesn't stop me. Yeah, I mean, the whole world looks kind of different. And you can see sort of the shimmeriness uh, more clearly. It's still kind of hard to track. If you had these goggles, and you were trying to see something cloaked, it would still be two purples as a perception check, but you'd be able to do it. I look at the ship to see how it works with that. It works on the Wraith. But you can tell, like, the the distance on these things isn't perfect. Like, there's a reason these aren't issued to everyone. Like, they're kind of expensive. Yeah. This is a little bit out-of-date technology. Uh, and, like, it drains down the power really quick, too. So it's not something that would last forever. But it's got some capability. 
So, yeah. So then if he's talking to me, then I'll ask him if he's ever had any trouble. Like, do they typically see any trouble around here or? He says, uh, uh, yeah, trouble. Every now and then we got the trouble, but I take care of it. Make sure there's no problem here. Well, what do you typically have to deal with in a place like this? Give me a Super Bowl vigilance check. Oh, you know, ruffians, thieves, rowdy children. Rowdy children. <laughs> I think I only believed that last one. Two successes and a threat. So this guy is full of himself, mm -hmm. is what your assessment is. And you don't think he really has any. He's a trooper. He's not a Marine even. Right. Uh, you highly doubt he's encountered even very rowdy children. Okay. Like That might be the only thing on that list. And he's really just, he's uh, a you know, polite conversation is not what he's trying to do with you. Okay. Oh, I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lily figures that out. Thanks for telling me, though. <laughs> um, yeah, then I will. If he's, I'll chat him up a little bit more, you know, basically ask him about his job. I know that everybody knows we're here for compliance or whatever, but I'm, I want to be a little bit more like, so would they have you on like long shifts or? Okay. What do you, do you guys, like, I'm, I'll lean into the rowdy children thing and just be like, right. yeah, so what's the, you know, if I can get him talking about like stories of like things that have happened or even complaining about how long, how boring the job is or whatever, anything about like what their lives are like. I'm also happy to ask about his equipment, like, and I, I, by his equipment, I mean, like, any weapons he carries. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking to use a sex appeal here. I'm thinking this is a two purple streetwise check. You're just trying to, kind of, on that kind of level, you're not trying to convince him of anything. No, I'm just, I'm mostly trying to get information, like, yeah. in case he's like, oh, yeah, our shifts are forever, or no, we get, you know, we're rotated every whatever, or... Just to kind of get a sense of the yeah. security of the place. So give me a two purple uh, streetwise check. It was a wash. Yeah, so he starts telling you, oh, yeah, the shifts here are shit. Like, the, the cafeteria food is awful. He's not giving you useful information. Okay. Cafeteria food is awful. He's, I hate kids. They're so terrible. Before he gets to rant too long, though, like, another trooper comes by and he's like, Hey, Johnson, back to your post. Come on. And he's like, ugh, I got this hard-ass sergeant on my case. I'll see you around, toots. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so the other guy that, when he called him sergeant, was that, like, does he have any ranking, anything that looks like ranking, or was that, like, a colloquial? Uh, no, that guy does have proper Dominion military rank. Okay. He's not in, like, Marine gear, but he is a little bit more formally dressed. Still has his, he's got, like, a sidearm. Okay. And he's, like, doing a round of this area. Okay. Does he look like he's doing something that's like just walking, like patrolling or just kind of wandering through? It's not like a rigid patrol, but he's definitely like looking around, keeping an eye on things. Okay. More like a security guard or whatever. Yeah. Uh, give me a two purple perception check if you really want to assess how capable this person is. Yeah. Three successes and a threat. Uh, this guy does seem pretty, relatively speaking, capable. Okay. He might be a Marine, but he's not in his full, like, Marine gear right now. Right. Uh, he definitely seems in charge. He's looking around, and he takes note of you. Not You're a hard person to take note of. Right, right. Like, well, to recognize me, but I, yeah. I'm kind of tall, so... But you're, like, you know, a relatively young adult here alone. That's pretty unusual. He doesn't, like, do or say anything to you, but he definitely, like, looks at you, regards you for a moment. Files your information away. Like, I don't know if I could describe her, but she looks like a thief. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like a troublemaker. Yeah. He's not wrong. All right. Let's flash to Imogen. Who are you with again? 
with a docent who's going to show me things that my boss's family has donated to this museum. Uh, yeah, so she tells you, uh, sure, we can certainly show you the uh, more of the Duke collection, as you know, the Duke family, uh, very prominent in the uh, the final years of the, uh, well, the Confederacy, but of course, they were really what we needed uh, to make sure the Dominion put down the old terrible ways of the Confederacy and help rise up, be the, the bastion that humanity needs. It is very sad that uh, General Duke died uh, bravely fighting the Zerg, as he did earlier in his career, but he and his family have donated many uh, various military artifacts over the years. Is there anything here donated by Jefferson Duke? Let's find out. Uh, there is not anything here from Jefferson Duke. Okay. Most things either say General Duke or the Duke family. Yes, there's like part of a, uh, a laser from a battle cruiser uh, that is not operational, but there's explaining like the science behind it. And it says like, oh, this is from uh, Duke's battle cruiser, the NORAD II, where he first met Emperor Minsk. So, like, it's an interesting historical artifact. It talks about, like, oh, you can see how it crash-landed on this planet. It was rescued by brave Dominion forces. I ask her if the museum ever has any trouble because of how they share space with another group. Like, is there any intermixing between the employees? Like, do they use your cafeteria? Right. Give me a two purple charm check. Success with one threat. Uh, she says, yeah, the, the spooks in the back are kind of weird. Some of them eat in the cafeteria here. I don't think they have their own space. I've never been back there. Why do you call them spooks? Uh, because they never say anything about what they're doing. You don't see them. They come into work. They go in. They show their badge. And then you don't see them until they clock out at the end of the day. So, they're not very talkative. Uh, it's a bunch of researchers. Every now and then you'll see, like, an officer go through. Yeah, but I, I shouldn't talk terrible of them. You know, they're they're doing good work for the Dominion. So that's that's what's important. Like, I help educate people, and they help develop new things to keep our soldiers safe. So, that's that's what's important. But what about you? What do you do? You work for the Dominion too, right? I keep the Dominion's credits safe by making sure they're being used the way they're supposed to be used. This uh, museum guy says, like, oh, if you want, uh, you can take a look at our, our ticket revenue. I mean, that's not as high as we would like. Uh, always trying to get more memberships. Uh, would either you or your friend be interested in a membership? Uh, we cannot mix business with pleasure right now. Uh, maybe when you finish your investigation, you'd like to come back and notice as a visitor. Perhaps. <laughs> we will definitely do that. What is the topic of the lecture? The topic of the lecture is actually inducing heat through focused lasers, or how to cook a Zerg alive. Okay. Would you like to flash to the you two going to the lecture? Or do you have more you want to try to ring out of this woman? No, I mean, the only thing I felt like we could benefit from really was the, I guess, knowledge of what security on this side is like in case we have to deal with it. Right. I will say you two noticed, like, there are cameras. Uh, they don't look like super high tech or anything. Um, and there are the troopers who are about. As you go towards the lecture hall, you do see a door that's got two uh, troopers in front of it who, they look like they're in a bad mood. But that's what it says, restricted area. Do not enter. Authorized personnel only. Did Imogen find anything in the books? Did you look look in the books? I have to make a show of looking at their books, since we're here to investigate that everything is above board. Okay, give me a three purple knowledge, Taryn, for looking through finances. One threat. It is dreadfully dull. <laughs> Nothing, like, jumps out of you that says, like, ah, they're funneling money through here. It's like, you don't know what a normal revenue in a museum should be. There aren't any giant numbers in here. 
it's either ab- above board or people are hiding it well. Well, it was all lies that I heard any money laundering was happening here. So I'm not really expecting to find evidence. It might just be more of a tax avoidance by uh, constantly donating old military artifacts. But that's not illegal. That's just accounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. At this point, I'm not going to do anything related to the guards for the restricted area. I'm going to wait and see if waving my paper at the other guy helps at all. Okay. Uh, you guys go to the lecture. First, give me a three purple and a black knowledge Terran check to see how much information you can absorb or if you're under threat of falling asleep. So it's not a resilience check? Not yet. If you fail this, it's a resilience check. If you make this, then it's like you can follow what's going on and it's not boring. Failure. One advantage, one failure. Failure, two threats. All right. If you have an advantage, you get a blue die on this two purple resilience check. If you have two threats, you get a black die as it's exceptionally boring. <laughs> two purples for a boring lecture. I got a success and a threat. So I stay awake. You stay awake, but like it's just so boring. Like you take a strain. <laughs> I also have success with the threat. Okay. I kind of wish I'd fallen asleep because then I would have healed my strain back, right? <laughs> maybe like you have no idea what he's talking about like clearly there's some sort of laser involved and he's shooting zerg at any point does he like mention the source of this technology he, at no point does he mention like oh and based on this protoss weapon we recovered no yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i didn't necessarily mean like that but you know some of what egon was doing was like inspired by like concepts of zerg whatever or is this just like this is our brilliant discovery. It's definitely framed as this is our brilliant discovery. Uh, you're not 100% sure what it is, but it ends with a video of a Zerg getting burned up. So there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of clapping at the end. And that Zerg is definitely getting burned. All right. I mean, you could do that with a lot of things, though. <laughs> this is true. All right. I would like to uh, approach the speaker afterwards. Okay. There's the speaker, Dr. Brine, like Salty Brine. He's the lab director here, and he's giving this talk. Okay. And he's chatting with a few uh, a few folks about some things. Give me a two purple knowledge, Terran, to try to interject yourself with an appropriate comment. Why not charm? I will say that if you make this check, that will improve your charm check. I want to, to know if I can get a read on him before I engage with him. A psionic read on him. Yes, you can do that, certainly. Okay. What menu items are you trying to take off here? Do we have any story points or you're hoarding them? I am currently hoarding them. I am going to do a one purple level thing. And the one I'm interested in is learning his flaw. Okay. I will upgrade this. So it is one red. And I will fail with two advantages. It still costs the strain, right? It still costs the strain. Uh, so if you were already down strain, you could recover some and then come out of the net even. Or you could use them for one blue die on your... Upcoming social check. I'll do that. Okay. You don't get much of a read off of uh, this person. There's, I don't know, maybe there's too many people in here. It's kind of a crowded room. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You're not really sure what's going on. I'm not really sure, like, which mind is his. Yeah. You wanted a knowledge turn check? If you want to interject in an intellectual fashion, that will assist a charm check. If you just want to make a generic positive comment, that's more in charm. I don't see that it benefits I'm me probably to not gonna... try a hard roll in order to get a benefit on a roll that is already... Okay. What was that, Lex? I wasn't planning on saying anything, but I'll just come along. That's totally fine. Unless there's something I can do to help, but I don't know. 
I'm awake. You are awake, which not everyone in this room is. <laughs> there are definitely several people. Uh, there's at least one family. Like They clearly brought a child in here, and the child has fallen asleep, and parents have fallen asleep. And there's a couple research-looking folks who definitely have fallen asleep as well. Uh, so staying awake, you know, that puts you in a, an elite class. Okay, so Lily is coming with, may interject at any time, Imogen. Yeah, I was looking more to kiss up to him than to try to sound like a knowledgeable scientist. Why don't we? It sounds like we're just going to enter into social combat right away here. If that's what you're planning to do, yes. I think that makes sense, yes. How would you like to start? Uh, do we need to establish what is trying to be accomplished here? You should probably establish what you would like to accomplish. All right. I want to be able to inspect the back of this building as it is part of this facility that I have a piece of paper saying I'm allowed to investigate. Okay. Your goal is inspection of the restricted facility. Yes. So I will uh, come up to him and uh, congratulate him on uh, you know his excellent work and attempt to establish a positive rapport with him. Okay. So that just sounds like a straight up charm check initially. A red and a purple. I have two successes, but I have two threats. So you're doing two strain worth of damage to him. You flatter him for his excellent talk. Uh, you know, the only good Zerg is a fried Zerg. You have two threats, though. I will say that he's going to get a blue die on his next check. Okay. As a, uh, oh, yes, it's very good. Uh, oh, but you're from Emoja now, aren't you? Uh, yes, I bet you wish you had this kind of uh, technology. You might have been... Your protector might have been the most capable of once, but the minion far exceeds you now. I'm afraid all of you are going to have to go back to school. He's applying what he believes is coercion. Uh, so what is your discipline? Red, purple, purple. He has two successes. And he has one advantage. He'll pay himself and then a blue die for it. Uh, Lily, what are you doing while they're starting this interaction? Like Some of the other scientists have gotten kind of quiet. As, uh, there's newcomers in here. What am I doing? The, the other scientists, are they staff? Yeah, they look like they're, they're part of whatever the laboratory section, not the museum section. So at this point, I'm not sure that I can help so much. That's fine. Maybe I'll go chat up one of the scientists. What would Imogen tell me to do? Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah, make a friend. Two drinks. Yeah, two, two drinks, make some friends. Yeah, so then I'll just go over and just be like, so are you guys working on the same project? Okay. Basically, it's above my head, but I'll just... Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Try to figure out what they do and if they're in the restricted area or what their specialty is or... Yep. Uh, it's a, a younger man and woman. They're kind of the chatting. They have lab coats on because they're at a fancy presentation. Uh, you kind of come up uh, and they kind of look at you. They're like, uh, yes, uh, we have been... We actually did most of the important work here. Uh, Dr. Brian really just uh, does the presentations, you know, for, for the crowds. Uh, they point at you. Yeah, I have a boss, too. I have a boss. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what Jefferson was telling us this morning. It's very true. Uh, it, they kind of look at you and like, I suppose some things doesn't really matter who you are, what you do. You're in that kind of situation. Yeah. Do I need to be rolling, or is this what is? Uh, only if you want to get something more than narrative information out of it. It would be similar with the other guy. If there's anything useful to know about, like schedules or anything, but I'm not particularly picking. Give me a two purple streetwise check. You're just generally you're feeling each other out. Yeah, just trying to get some information. Yeah. Or whatever they if whatever they might say. Yeah. Two successes, but four threats. But four threats. Okay. Somehow all the threats. 
I will get to those threats in a second. But uh, your success is the scientists, they let on that, like, yes, we've had some excellent uh, work recently. We, you know, our uh, advances in lasers have gone way beyond what they were even a few years ago. Uh, and, you know, we've been testing on Zerg specimens, so we we can really take care of it. But you, uh, uh, of course, you're not Zerg. We, we really need to test it on, uh, you know, all forces we might face, so Protoss as well, and really, uh, at some point we need to test it on a Terran. But, uh, they kind of look at you, <laughs> we'll swipe over an image. Did I mention I added durable? <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Uh, I'll, don't worry, I'll get back there. Yeah, you'll definitely get back there. I I know what those threats are. They are not strain. Yes, uh, I I know what those threats are. Talking to scientists, they're going to kidnap me and experiment on me. It's not like it hasn't been done before. That's true. Probably. Better me than you, because I'm probably set up for it. Okay. Uh, They excuse themselves. Imogen, what are you saying next? So, he was making his disparaging comments about Emoja. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to roll with those and be like, yeah, that's why I'm not there. That's why I actually work for the Dominion now. Okay. And then I pull out my paper and I'm like, and I'm here to investigate your facility. Okay. So I'm doing a coercion check. You're doing a coercion. You get a blue die for bad mouthing your own, uh, for something that's not Dominion, essentially. You do get a black die for claiming to have some authority, but you have the paper, so I'll give you a blue die. <laughs> authority. Yes, but he doesn't respect bureaucratic authority. It gives me a blue and a black? It gives you a blue and a black. It raises the stakes. What is his discipline? Three purples. But you have a knack for it or something? I do have a knack for it. See? So it works out. And a clever retort, right? Oh, you have to remember that. Yes, I need to remember that. And you still haven't used any of the story points, have you? Uh, no, I thought I used one. Yeah, you have one. I'll use it. Trying to wear him down in one big blow. Well, I foolishly started social combat when I was already at half stream. So. so three success and two advantage. I'm taking those two advantages just to heal my own strain. Okay. Three successes, though. That's a good uh, social hit. You you succeed. He looks at what? what What is this paper now? What bureaucratic nonsense is this? You can tell, though, he's looking a little stressed out. Like, this is not what he needs right now. And I'll be clever retorting on him, so he'll have two threats added to his role. Ah, okay. I will remember that. Two threats, two threats. Okay. What? Look, this is all some bureaucratic stuff. I'm sure you can take it up with my uh, my secretary sometime. You can send it in. Take it up with your supervisor? No, his secretary. Look, I'm sure if you send this through the official channels, it'll get its way to us and we can schedule uh, some kind of tour. He's trying to throw you off a little bit. It sounds like he's trying to negotiate with me. Yes. Okay. It is a negotiation check. Then he can enjoy two reds and a purple. And he's just a little scientist. So I don't imagine he's got much negotiate skill. Yes. He's going to spend one of these points, but he's got a blue die that he paid himself and two threats. Oh boy. Okay. So he fails. So he takes two strain. And he has a despair. He says something like, I'm sure it can all be be handled through official channels or whatever. And like one of his scientist lackeys, for lack of a better term, uh, is hanging out there like, oh, Dr. Prine, we could uh, we could schedule a tour later this week. <laughs> and he's just... <laughs> I think at that point, you can get a guided tour. Okay, but 
later this week doesn't help me. We're doing a job the day after tomorrow. I mean, it could be the day after tomorrow. That, narratively, that can work out. Just that's fine. Okay, so you're offering me that we can be allowed to be in this space at the time we expect the attack to happen. Yes, that is correct. Not that we can see what we're dealing with ahead of time. Correct. What's going on with Lily? Oh, what's going on with Lily? That's right. We got all that mess of threats. Some of the scientists uh, that were talking with Lily, they go up to Dr. Brian. Uh, one of them kind of taps on his shoulder, like whispers something in his ear. Imogen, give me a perception check uh, against a red and a purple. Failure, but three advantages. Uh, you don't hear what they're saying, but Dr. Brian looks contemplative, kind of looks at Lily, looks at you. He says, uh, yes, uh, perhaps the day after tomorrow. You understand we run a lot of tests, but, but then you can see a test. I'll agree to that. Excellent. And you are, oh, it says on your report, your Imogen, gosh, what was your last name? It was some river, right? It's too scribbly. They can't make it out. There's like a smudge on the paper. Oh, give me a skullduggery check if you're doing that. No, I just meant like it remains unknown until it matters. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. I see. Uh, they take your information so they can print proper badges for you. Uh, they get you and Lily. Uh, yes, yeah, so Lily, give me a two purple vigilance check. I'm totally going to get cooked alive, aren't I, at some point? I don't know why you would think that. <laughs> uh, one success, two threats. I'm banking those threats, don't worry about that. You notice that uh, Dr. Brian, when the people you were talking with whispered to him, he looks over at you, kind of regards you for a moment, and he, he clearly nods and agrees with whatever these people are saying, and he, he looks to be in better spirits than he was a moment ago when he was having to talk with this frustrating emotion. Yeah, it probably seem easier to handle <laughs> from a social context. <laughs> Were you consuming my three advantages for something? You learned... What did you learn about him? I didn't. I will consume one of them to be that he was pleased with whatever he was told. He heard good news. Uh, what do you guys do then? At this point, I think that I would like to go to the cafeteria for lunch and sit near people who look like they work in the secret lab and eavesdrop on their conversations because a lot of people talk about things they're not really supposed to talk about and they talk about them in a kind of veiled fashion, but they might say things that we can infer something useful out of. Okay. Roll cooler discipline to recover strain as you go to lunch here at Galileo's Cafe. All right. Food does it for me, plus a second win. Yeah, that's a good point. Give me two purple cool checks first. One threat. I have success with triumph. Okay. So here's what happens. There are a couple scientists who are coming out just to grab a bite to eat. They think they're going to sit down. They kind of look at Lily and Lily looks like she's... Their perception is that Lily is going to like beat them up. They're like, Lily, for whatever reason, like looks like the school bully from their old high school or whatever. They don't feel comfortable around her. I'm scowling at the salad. Yes. But you, Imogen, hear one of them say, like, oh, gosh, like, you know, I'd rather tango with the hydrolisk in the back. And the other one's just like, shut up. Besides, it's not a problem. Uh, and they, they do not stay for lunch. They depart most rapidly. Okay. Might be able to get yourself a hydrolisk high five. It's true. I've had one, thanks. <laughs> You mean like I wrestle it and then I name it and now we've got a Hydralisk, a Zerg larva, and a Lyote? If we want a Hydralisk, we can make one. <laughs> what do you guys do? Are you 
done with the facility for the day? And you think you'll you'll come back at your appointment for your guided tour? Yeah, I think at this point we need to go back and we need to talk to Malorn and I still need a better idea of what he's thinking. Okay. Does this place have any pamphlets with like layout or anything? Like, you know, directory or or just this map? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's got this map. You can tell, uh, you can get a general size of the building, certainly. Oh, no, if they just had, like, a printout or something that we could take that's basically like the exhibits, a map of the place, whatever they might have. I will say you know what's on this map. Um, so you've got a listing of the exhibits and what's going on where. And in the back it just says, like, oh, that's laboratory research, no public access. Yeah, I'll take any literature that they have. We can take it back for review later when I forget all this. <laughs> <laughs> just You just need a note-taking system. <laughs> I probably have one. But you forget about it, so... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, unless there's anything else to see outside, like the sidewalks, is there any way to walk around the building without being weird, or...? There's Dominion Troopers at, like, there's a... There is an entrance in the back. Right. But that's clearly for, like, official deliveries, things like that. That's That's definitely watched very carefully. Okay, so it's not like you can, I mean, we could probably walk and look, but not like, it's not a place you would walk all the way around and... Yeah, you might get some questions that you don't want to answer. Okay. But for someone who's stealthy, you could probably get up to it, and if you can figure out how to get inside from there, maybe. I look at Imogen and I say, I could take a look. I will attempt to distract guards to assess her. Okay, you are sneaking around the back. So I think, Imogen, you will... Provide a blue dye in this situation? Yep. Uh, so Imogen, I feel like you're probably still on your, like, fraud review conceit. Yeah. Has there ever been any delays in your paychecks? Yeah. Have you noticed any suspicious individuals, like, talking to the managers? Nothing to, like, imply that these guards are themselves on the take. Yeah. You're, you're definitely keeping them distracted. You're getting kind of bored at uninterested responses. Lily, you are making a stealth check. Three purples. All right. I'm not a thief. <laughs> I am not a thief. Two successes, an advantage, and a triumph. I am so good at this. You are so good at this. You slip around the back. The doors, you notice, are very closely watched. Mm -hmm. There is like a window that's a little ways up. It doesn't look like it opens, but you're going to be able to peek inside. Um, and with your triumph, you are not even going to need to like athletics yourself up there you're tall enough you can just get up there okay get a good look of the inside i'll take that i mean i might not be able to get us a tour yeah but you can see into this room uh what you see is like a a laboratory there's a couple dominion marines proper uh in there they look like they're on some kind of guard duty there is a scientist who is futzing around with it looks like some kind of large two-handed rifle but it's weird. Like a frying pan? Uh, it doesn't look like a frying pan at all, actually. <laughs> uh, but you can actually read on it, Project Frying Pan. It's how to fry a zerg, yeah. Yes, and it is like set up on a little pedestal. The scientist, she's fiddling with it, getting some setting ready. Then she says, okay, clear. And everyone like puts on goggles. Uh, the light's kind of dim. Uh, and then you see this like hydralisk on the other side. It's all chained up. Uh, it looks pretty wounded already. And you hear this loud, fire! The gun goes off, this blue laser comes out from the gun, hits the hydralis no problem, 
bores a, a nice hole through it, not enormous, but a nice size hole, and it lights the hydralisk on fire as well. Uh, and it takes a little while. The hydralisk is thrashing about. It eventually is able to put it out. Make a two purple perception check at this point. That was all obvious. Uh, one success. You see, after like it's all clear, uh, some of the scientists that you were talking with earlier uh, come in. It's kind of hard to make out what they're saying because they're not shouting it. Mm-hmm. But one of them is talking to the, the scientist woman who is fiddling with the gun. Clearly something important was said. She looks up and like, wait, wait, wait. So we won't have to test on this stupid hydras anymore. You're telling me that a uh, couple days we get to do resock frying? All right. Lily, I'm going to need a cool check from you. <laughs> uh, that's going to be two purples. They can tell I'm a resock. You know, you've got the... Look. You're really level. Yeah. You look like you're in the military. They assume, anyway. One threat. Okay. Then I will need an average coordination check as you, like, lose your your stance. This is just too surprising. They're not talking about me. I'm sure of it. Uh, no, no, definitely not. Uh, and you take a strain right now because that's alarming. So four successes, a triumph, and a threat. Okay. You gracefully get yourself down to the ground, land a little bit awkward, take another strain from that. You have a triumph. It is at this moment that the two guards that Imogen are talking to, they uh, they call for, Hey, Frank, Frank, come on. It, this uh, woman needs to interview everybody here. And so the guard who was standing right by the door, who really should have seen somebody fall from a window, he does not notice you at all. So you do not need a stealth check to get out of here. Okay. Now I have to think about how I think about the fact that they know she's the resock. That is a bit alarming. Yeah, because she's pretty embarrassed, so I'm not sure what she's... Also, the, the embarrassment is worse than the, I'm going to get fried by a laser. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a problem. She's not worried about that. <laughs> I have to think about like what her response to that is. All right. Then, yeah, I'll go back around. Okay. Imogen, there's another uh, trooper here. Same kind of story. The pay is shit, but it's a job. I Look, I just keep people out. It's very simple. Do I let someone in? No. <laughs> Tell someone yells at me, and then it's like, oh, oh, that's someone I'm supposed to let in? Okay. Ah, uh, okay. So the key is to yell at him. Well, that's got to be my boss who yells at me. He, you know, if you control my paycheck, hey, yeah, yell at me all you want. All right. I don't know. Is, is uh, your department hiring? Uh, I got to tell you the benefits are pretty crap. <sighs> yeah, that's what I hear all over the Dominion. One guy, I will say, he does say, like, you know, I used to work for the Confederacy. I got decent pension. That all got wiped away. Make a two purple knowledge Terran check. Used to be a lot better back in the Confederacy. Success with three threats. This guy is, legally speaking, spouting seditious uh, statements. Whether you want to do something with that or not is up to you. I will say that your threats are that these guys are kind of like, all right, well, we got to get back to work. Uh, good luck in your investigation. And Lily is coming around the other corner. Is this guy who is spouting the seditious things, is he somebody who is guarding in the back here or somebody who is guarding in the front? Uh, he was one of the front guards. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any ideas right now. Okay. Lily? I was going to say, as I come back, I just want to check my clothes to see if my tattoos are visible at all. Okay. Or could have been. Yeah, give me a uh, two purple like perception check just to double check yourself. Yeah, may need to upgrade to a turtleneck. <laughs> one success and one threat. You do think your Dominion resocialization tattoo 
probably was visible. Maybe you were like touching it when you had like your flashback because it was a you know it was a traumatic kind of thing. Okay. And you didn't you didn't realize right away. So it is possible they saw that. That was dumb. DBD. Yeah, don't be dumb. Okay, okay. But then I take the strain of now that they know for the threat. Yeah, they, they know. Hopefully that's all they could tell, not by looking at me. You're, you're not 100% sure uh, how possible someone might be able to just figure it out. Yeah, I'm not. But it might be something worth investigating. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, This is Dicey Stories, reminding you, don't be dumb.